Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, and welcome to Make It Rain. I'm your host, Elizabeth. Hillary is still out on her jaunt through Middle Earth, so I am joined once again by Sarah Holman of Yahoo News Canada. Sarah, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Today we are talking about something um, that is very important to royals and British high society. We're talking about the Coachella of horse racing events, the Royal Ascot. So exciting. It's super exciting. Um, So for most of us, I think we just think of uh, the Ascot as, or Royal Ascot, as the place where people wear the fancy hats. But it's actually a five-day event that goes back to 1711, and it was founded by Queen Anne. So today we're going to talk a little bit about history. Um, We're going to get into fashion and the rules about fashion. And of course, we're going to talk about what Maggie Marks wore to her very first royal ascot. So what actually happens at the ascot? Funny you should ask that, Sarah. That wasn't prompted at all. That was actually really good. Basically, it's just five days of horse racing, the most valuable and prized horses. I don't know if it's in the world, but I know that it's actually, you know, in Britain, like the queen actually has horses that compete. So it's five days where you could win like millions and millions of dollars if you're millions and millions of pounds if your horse wins. Have any of the royals ever placed bets in one? Are they allowed to do that? I don't know if they're allowed to gamble. But I know the Queen has won it several times and members of the royal family have won it several times, which is seems like a conflict of interest, but a little bit. You know, you can't vote in an election, but you can gamble on your horse. So whatever. I don't make the rules. I just work here. So basically, this is like another event that's going on the World Cup. It's not World Cup-sized crowds, but I imagine that for everybody who loves horses, this is like their World Cup. But it happens every year. So is this sort of along the lines of a Kentucky Derby situation? Yes, exactly. It's like a Kentucky Derby, Queen's Plate, but it's like the mecca of horse racing. Gotcha. About 300,000 people are expected to come to this bougie as fuck event over the next five days. And considering um, how many people go yearly, this is like 75% of their, you know, total visitors for the year come during this week. Um, I have some stats here. I'm Um, ready. I'm ready. I'm just going to hit you with a little triv. So, of course, every day begins with a royal procession, which we did see today, and we'll talk about a little bit later. So basically... The royals ride in on their little carriages, wave at all the peasants, and then go to their little royal enclosure where they just talk to rich people. They have expected 240,000 handcrafted afternoon tea cakes. I don't know what that is, but is that like a morning tea cake? I assume there's cucumber in there somewhere. Oh, no, my doll. There's 60,000 separate finger sandwiches. Oh. 80,000 cups of tea. 44,000 bottles of wine, 56,000 bottles of champagne, 21,000 jugs of pims. This is where I get pissed. 7,000 rumps of English lamb. Rumps of English lamb, you say? That's just 
you know what? I don't fucking like it, but whatever. I don't make the rules again. 35,000 fresh lobsters. Oh, that is bougie. And I think it's like something like 25,000 spears of asparagus. So their pee stinks. For sure. <laughs> um, so it's basically, yeah, like we said, the Coachella, they go to eat, they get drunk, they wear fancy clothes. The queen attends all five days. I don't even know if any other royal attends all five days, but I think below being a queen, below corgis, then it's horses that the queen loves. Who else of the royal family usually attends? Is it is it the extended family or just the main family? Uh, that's a good question. I know that uh, Eugenie and Beatrice go every year. Not sure if they go all five days, though. I feel like the first day is the biggest day. And then apparently the Thursday of the week is like where you can win the most money. Hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the only time where you can bring kids. So I will not be going on those days. But I think it's more like, yeah, like Coachella opening weekend. Everyone goes to that one. No one cares about the weekend after. So do the peasants, as you call them, that are attending the Ascot, do they also dress up? Yeah. So uh, actually, depending where you're sitting, there's different like rules that you have to follow. I think it's like closer to the queen, the more strict you have to be. And we do have some um, of those dress code rules. So if you're in the royal enclosure, which is where all the royals and the fancy pants are, you have to adhere to this strict list. But then when you're farther out, like, you know, cheaper tickets and the nosebleeds, people still dress up, but they don't care if you're wearing, say, like, an open toe he- sandal, or if they are wearing a uh, a halter top dress. You mean Meghan Markle couldn't wear an open toe shoe to the Ascot? She could, if the straps were within a certain regulation. So I went on the Ascot Royal Ascot website, and they really do fancy themselves like a horse racing event, or no, it's more like a fashion show featuring horse racing. So there's a whole booklet, like a whole PDF that you can download of just outfit suggestions that are like Louboutin, Jean-Baptiste Valley. Like it's crazy. And accessible. Super accessible. I think if you're, uh, if you have to ask the rules, you probably shouldn't be there. But yeah, Maggie Marks couldn't have just worn like a spaghetti strap sandal. So let's get into what she was wearing today. Okay. So what she was wearing was... Mm, I'll save my opinions for just in a second. She was wearing a white silk dress by Givenchy with belted and then a hat by Philip Treacy. So it was very monochrome, very, you know, um, subdued. What are your thoughts? I I mean, I guess the appropriate word is is to say that it was understated. I really liked her hat. But it wasn't uh, my favorite look on her. I can tell that you work in news because you're being very PC. Where on Lifestyle, me and Hillary are just like, I fucking hated it. Set it on fire. <laughs> my first reaction was, hell no. It did grow on me. I just feel like given what we've seen Kate Middleton wear and what I think of Royal Ascot, I, I do think of like My Fair Lady, like where she was... She was still in monochrome, but it was very glamorous. It was very lacy. It was very as garden party-esque as you can get at a horse racing event. Yes, this seemed very like I'm going casually out to drinks with a girlfriend. This was nothing incredible over the top that I expected to see and that we've sort of seen Kate wear in the past. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I had a problem with it was the neckline because it was even though it was a shirt dress... 
I kind of don't like anything that could be office appropriate. For sure. Sure, it costs thousands and thousands of dollars, but I wanted a little injection of glam. Mm -hmm. Apparently, according to Vanity Fair, she did not use a stylist for this event. She was styled completely by Claire Wright Keller, who was her designer of her wedding dress, who was the head of Givenchy. So knowing that, does it change your opinion a little bit? Absolutely not. It doesn't matter who styled it. It just wasn't great. No, I think... One of the things about Meghan Markle is she's so beautiful that anything that she wears, you know, we're just, I'm strictly speaking from my role here on lifestyle and then my personal opinion. I'm not saying that she does, she looks a mess. Like she always looks beautiful. I don't think anybody's disputing that. I just think with the potential and the canvas that you have and the stage and the access that she has with her role, I just expected a little more oomph. That being said, I do think sort of the plainness of the outfit really allowed her face to shine, given that she is so gorgeous, but it could have been elevated. That being said, I did love the hat. That was a bomb hat. The hat was the centerpiece of the whole look. There are a lot of regulations for the hat for the event, so we couldn't have seen a fascinator that she wore the other day to that cousin's wedding you mean you can't wear a fascinator to the royal ascot you cannot wear a fascinator there are rules for the dimensions of the base of your hat or fascinator shut up what does that even mean i guess it means like if it has some kind of headband like you know how we see the fascinators that she wore from uh marks and spencers where it's like basically a hairband Mm -hmm. with like a feather or like a flower growing out of it here it needs to be maybe like 80 20 80% hat, 20% fun. That's aggressive. On Thursday, which is called Ladies' Day, that is where we see people kind of go a little bit more free with their hat choices. And especially, you know, out where the peasants are in the boondocks, that's where, like, you get, like, the spaghetti and meatballs hats or the ones that look like they have, like, animatronics or something in them. So here's a question. Given that this is a horse event. I imagine there's a lot of grass. Mm -hmm. Do the women not sink in their stilettos? So this is another royal rule. Um, Royals, royal women for for official royal duties cannot wear wedges. It has to be a heel. So we've seen Kate Middleton wear wedges before. Like she's she wore them uh, the other weekend at a polo match. But again, she's on maternity leave. That wasn't a royal duty. I'm guessing, yeah, people are stepping in uh, the grass. Like, do you know those little plugs that they have so that you kind of just glide? Yes. I don't know if Megan would either like snub it like me and do that, but I would absolutely be like on my tippy toes or like piggybacking across with Harry across the grass. Oh yeah, totally get Harry to sweep you up and carry. Is it weird that I was mad that they didn't coordinate today? No, that's their job. Thank you so much. Because when we saw Megan and Harry at his cousin uh, Sarah Mc- or Celia McCorkadale's wedding in that you know, Oscar de la Renta. Which we shall not speak of anymore. No, I think it needs to die. Again, she wasn't on official duty, though, so I'm going to let her have a pass with that. They were wearing, like, creams and blues, and it looked very prom 2003, but I was into it. Today, he was wearing blue, like a cobalty blue. When doesn't he wear blue? That's a good question. Do you think it, like, grounds the red? Does anyone have a color wheel? Maybe. Yeah, that's, he always does wear blue. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting observation. I was just mad that they just didn't look cohesive today. Agreed. They didn't look like a couple. I didn't even really see 
them in pictures together. They were, but that's the thing with Megan is you you just look at her. You don't even see Harry. It's kind of like ballroom dancing where you're just watching the woman. Mm. What was the queen wearing? Yellow. Oh, an aggressive yellow or like a muted yellow? Everything she does is aggressive. That's true. That's it true. It wasn't highlighter yellow. It was more like... Oh, lights turning red, yellow. Yeah, it wasn't that trooping of the color, fluorescent green. Yeah, again, and that's another royal rule is that the queen has to be visible at all times, I guess for security purposes. In case they lose the queen. <laughs> right? Or if like if you're in a crowd somewhere, you want to be like, that's her right there. What if she like actually wanted to wear black all the time? I would have a very hard time in this role. Yeah. Yeah, she might not actually be living her best life. I think she's pretty close. Yeah. So are there any requirements for the guys? There are. I have a full list here. So let's just go through this again. Uh, Let's start from the top. We can go titty for titty on this. So this is the official dress code from the uh, Royal Ascot. So dresses and skirts must be of modest length defined as falling just above the knee or longer. Dresses and tops should have straps of one inch or greater. Which is fair. I mean... Considering royals shouldn't really show that they're shoulders. Scandalous. I know. Jackets and pashmina, ooh, how fancy, may be worn, but dresses and tops underneath should still comply with the royal enclosure dress code. Again, royal enclosure is closest to the queen. Trouser suits are welcome. They should be of full length to the ankle and of matching material and color. How amazing would it have been if Markle just showed up in a suit, though? Oh, that would have been pretty boss. I actually would have loved that. Um, as of 2017, hi the jumpsuit was included in the official rule book. So now ladies can wear jumpsuits, but they have to be to your ankle. And again, same thing, matching the uh, dresses. But the scandal is you get naked to pee. It's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> okay. Leave it. Um, your midriff must be covered. Spoiler alert. But I was really looking forward to seeing Harry's midriff. I bet you it's like red and furry, though. Is it? You know what? I don't want to see it anymore. Okay. <laughs> see, here, it, as for the official rule books, fascinators are not permitted. Neither are headpieces, which do not have a solid base covering a sufficient area of head, four inches or 10 centimeters. I mean, who's to say that's a sufficient sufficient area of the head? You know what? It's funny because I actually read that they have staff that comes around and enforces rules. And are they measuring four inches of your head? Yeah, they're like Catholic school nuns where they're just like whip out their tape measure. But I doubt anyone would ever tell Meghan Markle to leave. You know what we didn't touch on? What? Her name tag. Right. I find them to be so ugly. They ruin the outfit. They are ugly, but everybody at the Royal Ascot has to wear a name tag, I guess, in the Royal Enclosure. Kate Middleton did it in 2016 and 2017. She put it on her Dolce & Gabbana. She put it on her Alexander McQueen. Meghan Markle held it. Is that allowed? I mean, she did it. I think she didn't want to ruin her clothes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you have like someone who wears a name tag on their hip or something. Like, hi, my name is Frank, but it's like not where they should be. They like put it on their arm or something. But to be fair, does Meghan Markle really need a name tag? No, but if Prince Harry's wearing one, I feel like I'm not going to fuck up around the queen. It's true. If she tells me to wear a name tag, the least I can do is put on a fucking name tag. I'll be interested to see if she does it tomorrow. I don't think she'll be there tomorrow. Oh. I think this is just a one and done. Okay. They have announced another trip to Ireland in July, and they're going to France as well. Okay. So we're going to be seeing a lot of Meghan Markle. And hopefully a lot of Givenchy. 
Yeah, I think we're going to be seeing a lot. It seems like that's her, yeah, her Alexander McQueen. I'm not saying it's the best call. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what we have and that's what we're doing. Well, hopefully she steps it up with the color because the white is a little boring. Okay, but Lainey Louis, who is here, she has a theory that this is like a new brides thing where they try to drag out the white for as long as they can. Oh. Yeah, and today was their one month anniversary. It's only been a damn month since they got married. It feels like it's been at least a year. She bookended her one month anniversary with a white Givenchy dress, but... I see you, Megs. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm clocking everything. People think that I don't like her, but I do like her. I just... I don't know. It's my job to judge. That's what I do. Uh, let's talk about the men for a minute. Sure. As if anyone cares. So for the men, they can't really take any risks with their fashion. So they have to be wearing a black or gray morning dress, which is the long suit jacket with the tails, a waistcoat or tie, no cravats, which is weird because it's called an ascot, but you can't wear an ascot. What's a cravat? I think that's like one of the silk ties, like the bigger. like Oh, oh, oh. A black or gray top hat. Black shoes worn with socks. Thank you, because this ankle trend with the men needs to die. But could you imagine, like, a really bomb, like, pink top hat? Like, I'd be living for that. I would be living for it, too, but you're also not allowed to, like, put flair on your top hat. I think if you're going to be over the top with anything, it would be a top hat. Like, I'm a, I am not having this. But you know how there's, like, that trend now? I see it every day on the train. Like, men will look kind of modest and then they sit down and you see like colorful sock Mm -hmm. so long as there's a sock i'm happy because that means that i don't have to put dryer sheets in your shoes at home because they fucking stink (laughs) shout out to matthew so before we go i just wanted to clarify something about our last episode which we introduced our new book club so eat it oprah I had said that we're reading the 1992 version of the book there have been several reissues since that time Full disclosure, I just went into my mom's basement where the only books she has are about royals and just took it off the shelf. So if you want to follow along, you don't have to read the 1992 version. You can read the 2017 version, which is when uh, Andrew Morton actually confirmed that everything in the book was from Diana herself. I still think that's shady. Do you? I do. I mean, he promised a dead woman that he wouldn't reveal the secrets, and then he went ahead and confirmed it. I kind of feel like it's similar to the Kennedy tapes where Jackie said, like, it has to be 40 years after her death before you. But did Diana make that stipulation? We'll never know. I feel like he's betraying her. Maybe he is. But so basically, when you're reading the book, if you choose to follow along with us in the book, Morton adamantly denies that nothing is coming from the princess herself. This is all from sources close to her. But later on, it was revealed it was from her herself. So in 2017, what they did, and this is all on our site um, in the tie-in episode for last week, they commissioned a documentary called Diana, her true story in her own words. So what they did in 2017 is they commissioned a documentary featuring all the tapes that Diana had provided. And it's like hours and hours and hours of footage. So when you're reading this, know that this is directly from Diana. Um, Another thing that I wanted to stipulate is that I said, the wrong Twitter handle on last week's episode. So it's actually Yahoo Style CA, where you can find all the links to our podcasts and our book club. Go follow us. Yeah, follow us. Next week, Hillary is back. Um, we're going to be discussing 
Some interesting things coming up in the royal family, a groundbreaking uh, royal wedding that's coming up. Ooh. And uh, there's a new um, royal baby. How exciting. Yeah. So hopefully by next week, we'll have more deets on that. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. Uh, We'll be back next week. And thank you for listening. Bye. You have to say bye. Bye. (laughs) You have to say bye. Bye. My first reaction, and I know Steph, our producer, is looking at me like, I'm going to have to bleep out so much stuff.